Hi, and welcome to Gospel Mission Church's message podcast. We pray as you listen, God would meet you and speak to you in a personal way. Here's this week's message from Pastor Claude. Lord God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your word. We pray that your word would take root in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, we've been talking about freedom, freedom now, right? I think it's an awesome topic because I think all of us, we want to live in freedom. I don't think there's anybody here that wants to live in bondage, right? Uh, we want to live in freedom. And we, uh, in the last few weeks, we've talked on Isaiah 61, where we see the mission of Jesus, and the reason why Jesus came was to bring freedom. It says that he came to preach the good news to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captives free, and the prisoners liberty. And also that he came to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor upon us, the year of grace, and to put on us a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair, and to make us a plantation of the Lord where we are oaks of righteousness. So Jesus came for my freedom. Remember the, uh, the movie, uh, uh, I forget, I just got a blank, Braveheart, right? Thank you. Freedom. So can you tell your neighbor that we were, Jesus came for freedom? Can you do that? Jesus came for our freedom. And, and we know that the ultimate freedom will be one day when we're going to see him face to face, right? Uh, we know that the ultimate freedom is when we're going to be sitting at the supper of the Lamb and we'll rejoice and celebrate Jesus and where we'll have no tears, no stress, and no hurts. It's uh, when we'll be experiencing him fully. But mean, meanwhile, I believe that Jesus wants us to walk in freedom. I don't think, like I said, God wants you to live in bondage. God wants you to walk in freedom. And, and the first step or the first thing that we need to understand when it comes to freedom, it's Jesus came to justify us, to bring us close to the Father. And because of what he did on Calvary, because of laying his life down, because he did lay his life down, and because he, he obeyed uh, to the point of death, like the Bible says, we're reconciled with God, right? And the ultimate freedom, it's to be reconciled with God, right? The ultimate freedom, it's to be known by God, to be at peace with God, to, to be free in God. And so, so that's where the foundation is. And, and the beauty in this story is that Jesus came and laid his life down and brought us to his family. And this is why we can have freedom because uh, of new birth, new life. New identity in him, right? A new beginning in Christ. That the old is past and everything is new because of him. And if you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says that. What an amazing verse. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. That could be an awesome song, John. That would be an awesome song you should write. <laughs> He is, we are a new creation, the old has gone and the new has come. And that's what Jesus did. He came to, uh, to free us, to wow us. It's like uh, this uh, word that we find uh, in biology, um, metamorphosis, where you have this, uh, this uh, caterpillar that becomes a butterfly, or that slug that becomes this butterfly, right? What an amazing picture of one point, we, we were in the kingdom of darkness, but now we are in the kingdom of light because of what Jesus did. It's a change of government. It's a change of life. Is that we are found free in Christ. And that is so amazing, right? So you, you think about 
this, this slug or this worm that is being freed to become a, a, a butterfly. And that's what Jesus came to do to free us so that we might have a new life, newness of life. And that's the miracle of reconciliation. That is the new birth in Christ. It's pretty amazing, right? Having a new name, that's pretty cool, right? You think about your past. You think about your errors. You, you think about your sins. You think about all that was done in the past. You accept Jesus in your life. And, and it's like you don't have a tag on your shoulder anymore. Uh, you don't have a police record anymore, okay? You might do in the physical because there's consequences to our sins, but when it comes to forgiveness, we are as, uh, as far as the east is from the west, that's going to be the distance between us and our sins. I think that's unreal and remarkable. So Jesus came for my freedom, but at the same time, as we know that we are free, that we are his kids, that we are loved by him, we, we have to realize that God also wants to bring us to, in this process of sanctification where we walk in holiness. And we sang this uh, former uh, older song this morning, Refiner's Fire. I want to read to you a text in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. If you have your Bible, turn there. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. It says, because we have these promises, dear friends, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body, meaning the things that we do, or our spirit, and let us work toward complete holiness because we fear God. When it talks about fearing God here, it doesn't talk to be afraid of Him, but it talks about recognizing Him, realizing that He is full authority, realizing that He's God, realizing that He's the Maker. So we acknowledge who He is and we live accordingly. And when we look at the, at the kingdom of God or, or the kingdom living versus culture living, there's a huge difference, right? Just on the topic of forgiveness, a Christian is called to forgive because of what was done for us, right? In the world, let's say you live in the kingdom of darkness, you don't understand what forgiveness is because uh, you, you think that uh, uh, you have a right and it's your, uh, it's your legitimate right to walk with unforgiveness and bitterness and animosity and all that. And, and what, when, we, when you live this way, well, you live in bondage. And so Jesus came to set us free, but as we're following Jesus, we're, we're, we're called to forgive, right? So, so what I want to talk about this morning is that transformation equals liberty. That if I want to experience liberty, I've got to experience transformation. And as, uh, as I do life, I'm called to live my life like Jesus. I'm called to walk uh, like Jesus. It's like because that you're a butterfly now, you can't live like a worm anymore. Because you've been transformed. And the challenge that we have is to live according to our metamorphosis, our transformation. The call of the believer is to live according to its transformation. So if I was transformed, if I was brought from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, I'm called to live in the light. Makes sense, right? So I cannot be this butterfly and go back and be this larva anymore. You know, like I believe that if the butterflies... The butterfly decides to go back to his old ways and to live like a larva. He's not going to have freedom. It's not going to be fun, right? Because he's not made to chew leaves like he did before. He's called to fly. He's called to, uh, um, to flop his wings. It's, he's called to, to go on, to move on. So when you experience Christ in your life, it's, it's a newness. It's a new way of life. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a new path. 
It's like asking a bird to live like a beaver. That would be pretty funny, right, to see this bird chewing on the tree like a beaver does and hoping to chop the tree down. Poor bird. It would be miserable, and I don't think he would have freedom. Or if you would think about this beaver that wants to be like a bird, it would be pretty awkward. You see this beaver that goes up a tree and tries to launch out. Woo, freedom! It wouldn't work, right, because he's not a bird. The thing is, you were made to be a believer, and you were made to be like Christ. So the thing is, to live a different life than who you are, it's not supposed to be like that. That's why James says that you, we should not have in our, in our spirit uh, the source or the well of heart shouldn't be salt, salty or fresh. It should be one or the other. And he's talking about that. He's talking about since you were transformed by Christ and you were brought with Christ, that you were fused with Christ, then you should live accordingly. Just makes sense, right? Because a fig tree produces fig and an olive tree produces olives. A fig tree will now produce olive because that's the fruit is linked to the tree. It's the same thing with us. I'm rooted in Christ. I'm a saint. Can you tell your neighbor that you're a saint? I'm a saint. We're accepted by God. So now I am called to live holy. Holy means to be set apart. Set apart for God. And set apart from the things of this world. And why am I set, set apart? It's because of the work of Christ in my life. But it's my calling to cooperate with God to live that out by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? So we want to see that in our lives. So we're called to live according to our metamorphosis. And so I believe that when we live this way, this is how we experience freedom. Listen to this. This is the heart of my message. When I embrace change and transformation... It brings me into freedom. When I choose not to embrace change, when I choose not to experience transformation, I will not walk in freedom. I can't. It's sometimes we hope and we dream that we can have freedom without transformation. We need the process of sanctification. If, if you want to have a healthy marriage, if you want to have a healthy life, you got to experience transformation. You can't have healthy relationship on your own, by the self, by the flesh, because the flesh always focuses on I. So if you want to have healthy relationships and you want to experience freedom, you have to embrace transformation. We have to long for transformation. If we choose to live our life to say, that's the way I am, I'm not going to move anymore, I'm not going to progress anymore, you will not experience freedom. The key for freedom is to experience Christ. The key is to experience that change, first in the new birth, but also in the process of becoming more like Christ. And that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. It's huge. Because a lot of us, we're not walking in freedom. We're caught. Our relationships are not healthy. Our life is not healthy. Our personal life, our hidden life is not healthy. And one of the reasons for that is that we don't give right for God to transform us. We should be eager to say, God, transform us because my transformation leads me to my promotion or to lead me to where God wants to lead me. Uh, God has plans for me, and there's things that God wants to do in my life. And what brings me to that destination is 
transformation. Like, for example, a healthy marriage is your goal. You want to have a healthy marriage, and we should desire a healthy marriage. But the only way to get there is through that process called transformation. So to wish to have a happy marriage without willing to experience transformation, it's not going to happen. You see? And a healthy marriage will bring freedom. Right? Healthy relationship brings freedom. But how do you experience that freedom? Is when you let your heart be changed. I've got I've to change. And it's not like one change and then you're done. Yes, when it comes to your identity in Christ. But when it comes to my journey, it's a long journey of transformation. It should never, never stop. But that transformation brings freedom. It really does. At 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 15, take a look. It says, But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I'm holy. So God is holy, and you find that in the book of Leviticus. That's the theme of the book. So we are holy, and we're called to live in holiness. And because we live, we choose to live in holiness, there's freedom. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 16 says, Live as free men, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as servants of God. So why do you live as servants of God? It's because you're part of God's uh, household. You're part of, of God, so you live as God. You live as a servant of God. Why? Because of your identity. So to live contrary to your identity, there's something wrong in the picture. It doesn't make any sense, right? So what needs to happen is that what needs to happen, I need to see God mold me and fashion me. Why? Walk in holiness? Because of my relationship with God. Like, how can I not embrace holiness when he's holy? I'm in this relationship, this committed relationship with Jesus, and one day I will walk down the aisle with Jesus and we'll celebrate this great feast of the Lamb where we'll celebrate Jesus, and, and that's going to be amazing. But I'm preparing myself for that day. I'm preparing myself for that wedding, for that celebration. So, so why do I walk in, in holiness? It's because I'm in a relationship with a holy God. It wouldn't make any sense for me to walk in sin and stay in sin and think that I can have a relationship with a holy God. His holiness transforms me. Okay? So the reason why I see, uh, the reason why I want holiness is because of my relationship with Him. Secondly, why do I want Holiness, why walk in holiness is because of my testimony and my mission. I'm on a mission. Can you tell your neighbor that you're on a mission? We're on a mission. And I'm Christ's reflection. The only picture that the world has of Jesus, it's us. We are the reflection of God. We are the salt of the earth. We are the, the light of the world. It doesn't say that Jesus is the, Jesus is the light. Jesus is the salt. But it's us. It's him through us. So I need to take a hold of this. So if I want to be a witness, if I want to fulfill my mission, I've got to embrace holiness. And thirdly, it's because character is needed to handle the promises and the calling. You know, if I want to have a healthy marriage, be a healthy father, have a healthy relationship, my character needs to change. Ouch, right? My character is the process, I'll rephrase this, to see my character be refined and changed brings me to a place of success. You see? If I want to see, like I just mentioned, um, 
if I want to see the promises, the calling of God, one of the things, if I can have your eyes just for a moment here, you have a calling upon your life. You have a calling upon your life. God has appointed you. God has called you. Uh, and I, I don't know what God has in store next year or the next 10 years, but he's preparing you for that. He's preparing you for what's next. Whatever you're going through now is a trampoline for what God has in store for you. We, we don't know exactly what's ahead, but we know that God is preparing us. And the only way that I can see myself enter in what God has in store is when I let him transform me in the inside. You see? That's the only way. I cannot experience freedom without transformation. I cannot expect the promises of God and, all that would, and to see all that what God has in store for me come to pass if I don't let him make me and fashion me in the inside. It's a process. It's a journey. But I need to understand that. That's my, my prayer for you guys this morning, that you, were, you would understand that there's freedom and transformation, that we would not close the door to transformation or we would not be, um, feel threatened by what God wants to do, but that we would brace, embrace transformation because of what God has in store for us. Still with me? I think that's a huge component when it comes to life. I think that's a key ingredient when it comes to freedom. So how do I see holiness and transformation? That's a good question, right? It's when I see the need for transformation in my life. When I see my need to change. The last thing you want to live like is, is think that it's, you're, you're, you're fine, you're good. Uh, yes, you are in your position in Christ, but God wants to make you and transform you. Though the last thing I would want to experience It's to, it's to be the guy that everybody knows what's wrong with them, and I'm only one that doesn't know what's wrong with me. That would be pretty awful, right? But I, I live, let's say, for example, you come to my funeral and say, yeah, Claude was a jerk. Right? But I, I'm not aware of it. That would be pretty bad, right? Pretty sad to miss out on what God has in store because of a lack of a character and because I didn't see my need to change. And to have a, a heart to change, it's not negative. It's the way to live our lives where we're open to see God mold us and fashion us because of destination. I look at my kids. I look at the grandkids. One thing probably I'll have, hopefully one day, is I, I want to give this to my kids. I want to give this to my grandkids. I want to see my generation, uh, the generation tree, follow the Lord. But I know that I need to embrace change and transformation. Because I'll find, I'll find freedom in that. But not only that, I will, see, I will see fruits and blessings of it. So look what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. Examine yourself to see if your faith is genuine. Wow. Is my faith genuine? Is it genuine? Is it real? Hmm. Test yourself, Paul says. Surely you know that Jesus Christ is among you. If not, you have failed the test of genuine faith. So I want to test myself and say, is my faith genuine? Am I real? Am I sincere? Is what you see is who I am? I need to take a back step and see how I'm living my life instead of seeing all the people that need to change around me. I remember a few years ago, I... I sat in the car, and I sat in, in my car, and it smelled like poop. I said, oh, did the dog poop in the, the car? So then I leave the car and go to the store, and it still smells poop. <laughs> so, so then I'm looking around, and it's poop everywhere, man. What's wrong? 
Is my nose untying? Or, you know, it's like it was frozen, now it's not. I don't know how to say it well. But so, so then I realized, I started to look at my, uh, uh, on myself, and I saw in my pants that I had some poop. <laughs> I went to the garden before I jumped in the car, so then I was, everywhere I went, there was a smell. You know, I, it, it's like, oh, everywhere I went, oh, it stinks here, it stinks there, but all this time, I was a problem. <laughs> you don't want to live like that, right? You do life, and oh, it stinks there, oh, this church, this pastor, this, this blah, 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 blah. All this time, it's you, the problem. You want to know what's wrong with you, right? Now, you go to see the doctor, you want to know what's wrong with you, right? I want to know what's wrong with me. I should have a desire to see what's wrong with me, not, not to undermine my identity in Christ because I'm a son of God. I'm loved by the Father, but I want to be fruitful. I want to be this man of God, so I need to embrace change. I've got to be open to God's transformation. Otherwise, things won't change and I won't be able to fulfill what I'm called to fulfill. The second way that I can be refined or I I can experience transformation, when I let God refine me. When I let God refine me. Psalm 26 verse 2 says, Test me, O Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind. Psalm 139, verse 23, look what it says. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So here David says, test me, O God. Um, Expose the things that are in my life. Uh, uh, Examine my heart. Search me. And sometimes we hear this, right? Don't. Don't ask the Lord to test you because he's going to take you to your word. He's going to test you, you know. So be careful with that prayer. Why? Because that's what I should want. It's to be transformed. So if I say no to the transformation of the Lord, I'm saying no to freedom, and I'm saying no to what God has in store. So when you say, oh, I'm not going to ask this prayer because God's going to take me to my word. Well, God, take me to my word. Because I need to see transformation. Because if I don't have transformation, I won't be able to see um, what God has planned in my future life come true. Because that transition is necessary. That process is necessary of having the fingers of the potter and the clay and fashioning me and making me. It's part of the deal. You cannot have the prize without the process. I need the process. So it's don't believe in this lie when, when you hear this, oh, don't, don't ask the Lord to test you. Well, test me, Lord. I should be hungry for transformation. I should have a desire to see God change me. And I should even say, God, do what it takes to change me. Because I want to step in what God has in store. I want fruitfulness. I want multiplication. I want his will to be done. I want a healthy marriage. I want a healthy family. I I want to have healthy relationship. I want to be free. So if I want to be free, I've got to say yes to transformation. If I resist transformation, don't expect. Don't expect to enter in what God has in store. Can someone say ouch? Yeah. Right? So transformation sets me up for what God has in store. Transformation sets me up up for a healthy marriage and so on. Sets me up. Look what James says in chapter 1, verse 2. 
Dear brothers and sisters, when trouble, troubles come your way, and it says when troubles comes your way, so that means that it might, might come, right? Consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So all your endurance has a chance to grow is when you're tested. You see, so then you grow. When you're in a situation, it doesn't ever happen that there's things in life that are just getting under your skin. It's like just bothers you. You go to work and ah. In your house, you look at the behavior of your wife or your husband. Ah. You know, you do life. Ah. You want to choke someone. You want to throw something. You. Maybe God is up to something in your life. Because this is where when you go through stuff, it exposes who you are. The real you comes out, right? Mmm. Ouch again, eh? Look what it says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6. In this, you, in this you rejoice, though now for a little while, meaning that as you go through hardship, it's for a season compared to eternity. If necessary, if necessary, you have been grieved for various trials. Look at what verse 7 says. This is the peak of what I wanted to share this morning, the, uh, the goal or the, the center of my message. These trials will grow, well, sorry, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. So when you go through a rough time, it really shows who you are. The real you comes out. When things are fine, you can fake it very well. But when Things are rough and things are not easy. The real cloak comes out, you see. It says, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Um, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. That's God's view. God's view of me is my faith is very important. Because he wants me to experience freedom. He wants me to enter in what he has his what he has in store for me. He wants me to have a godly influence. He wants other people to be touched. That's God's heart. So he says here that my faith is very important. So what he's going to do is going to test me so I can be fruitful. Wow. Trials exposes what's in me. It brings to the surface what's inside. It reveals what's in my heart. It, it reveals anger, jealousy. It reveals envy and so on by the circumstances that are around you. It shows really what's in your heart. And why God wants to do that is so that you might see it, so you might confess it to him and give it to him so that you can experience freedom, so that you can find yourself on the way of entering in all that he has in store. You see? That's amazing. So I know that you want to enter in what God has in store. What we want to see is transformation. It's the same. Like it, here it talks about gold, right? As you purify gold. I, have, I brought a ring. I, I'm wearing a ring that I don't usually wear here. And this ring, if I can remove it, it's gold. 24 karat gold is pure gold. And uh, I could say to you, hey, this is, I've got this ring of 24 karat gold. And you would say, wow, wow. Right? For those that were on Friday, right, wow. Um, at the volunteer supper, you might say, well, that's pure, pure gold. Yeah, 24 karat. Or I could say to you, you know, this is 18 karat. But in reality, and I say carrot is not like what, what a rabbit eats, right? It's purity of the gold. But it really, it's 10 karat gold. I can fool you and tell you it's 24 karat gold, but throw it on the fire 
a few thousand degrees. It's going to show that it's 10 karat gold. This is where my genuine faith is exposed through fire. And God wants me to go through fire because he wants to bring all the junk to the surface and remove it so I can be fruitful and so others will be blessed and so I can enter in my, in, in my calling. So I can pretend. I can live my life to pretend, oh, it's 24 karat gold. But it's not. It's 10 karat gold. It's only 42% gold. The remaining is all other stuff. And the fire exposes that. So I want God to touch me. I want God to put his finger on me because of the outcome. Because if I let God change me, there's an outcome. Right? When I let God transform me, there's an outcome in my relationships, in every aspect of my life, I will be fruitful. Um, I look at the example of David. You know the story of David when he was anointed to be king? Remember the story when Samuel went to the house of Jesse and he felt uh, the calling of God to go to the house of Jesse because he was going to find the next king? He goes there and he sees all the tall brothers and not him, not him, not him. And he asks the father, is there another son that you have? And uh, Jesse said, ah, I've got a younger son. He's taking care of the sheep. Go and get him. So what happened is Samuel took the oil, the horn of oil, and poured oil over uh, David's head and anointed him to be king. It took 15 years before he became a king. I've got to tell you that 15 years were not an easy 15 years. He was haunted, hunted, sorry, hunted by, by Saul. He, 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 he hid in caves. Uh, he, he, was, he, he, he was a prey. And uh, this is where he wrote his phenomenal songs when he was in prison that we read when we go through rough times. When we go through rough times where, I don't know for you, but I'm drawn to see the songs because I see the association because he, he, was, he, was working, he was going through a rough time. And all this prepared him for kingship. But you see, receive the promise of being a king. But it took 15 years for him to enter in. In that, in that time, there was a process of change and transformation. Well, what process are you in this morning? What is God doing in your life? What gets under your skin? What bothers you? What is God up to? But I know one thing right now, that God has an agenda. It's to transform you so that you can experience freedom, so that you can step in what God has in store. So how do you experience freedom? Well, you admit, you become real before God. Secondly, you let Him touch you. And thirdly, you choose to live in community where you let people in your life, when you let people in your life. Like I said, the last thing I want to be is to be the only one knowing what's wrong with me. Uh, I look at my relationship I have, I have with my wife, and sometimes we'll sit, and she'll say, Claude, can, can I talk to you about something? And just knowing her tone and her eyes, I know what she's saying. My first thing is, and the first thought that comes to my mind is, there you what again? What again, right? That's the flesh. But it, I, I've, as I have a relationship, I want her to be able to tell me what's wrong with me. Because sometimes I don't see. I need community. I need people around me to say, hey, what's wrong with you? I think we do that very, we don't do that well. We're afraid of being, we, we're so concerned of being offended. 
that we forget that change is more important. We're afraid of talking truth among people that are in our inner circle because we're afraid of hurting and, we're, and also we are offended easily. And because of that, we miss the blessing of transformation. And we stay in the same place for, for a long time. And we miss out on the promise. And we miss out on the provision. We miss out on what God wants to do. So this is why we need each other. This is why we have this, because we can speak to one another. In your relationship, you want to have transparency and honesty because you don't grow otherwise. And you don't want to live life always offended. <gasps> I'm offended. Well, look, why are you offended? It might be a heart issue. Let God touch you and heal your heart, right? So we want to see that, right? We want to experience that. We don't want to always live on the defensive because transformation sets me up for what God has planned for me. My last point here is by the renewing of my mind. Look what it says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Don't copy or don't be confirmed to the behavior and the custom of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. You see, God wants to transform you into a new person. You are a new person, but he wants you to live like you are based on your metamorphosis. Then you will learn and know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. So I need to experience God's touch. So I said I need community because I need to let people in. I need to be renewed in my mind. This is where I let God in. Where I come before God, take some time with God, and I say, God, what are you up to in my life? What do you want to do? You read the Bible. You, you read a chapter of the Bible, and you say, God, how are my relationships according to this text? What are you telling me? What do you want to change in my life? You have this dialogue with God, and what's, what's going to happen is God's going to show you. And let me tell you this. God doesn't come in condemnation. God wants you free. This is why Jesus came. He didn't come to, to mess you up. He didn't come to kick you in the ribs. He came, you to, he came to build you up. This is why Jesus came. So you come before him and don't feel threatened or don't feel that you're a nobody. You are his son. But at the same time, it says in Hebrew chapter 12 that the father disciplines those he loves. Why? So that you might bear fruit, so that you can be successful, so that you may have an inheritance. So I want to see that in my life. So I say, God, speak to me. Have your way in my life. You have access to me. I give you the right to poke my heart. Can you say that to your neighbor, that you're giving God's right to poke your heart? And sometimes when we are astray from God, we don't want to go to his word because we're afraid that his word will be too harsh. His word is to draw you close to him. God is on your side. But realize that he has a desire. It's for you to walk in freedom. This is why Jesus came, guys. He came for your freedom. Mm. And he wants you to walk in freedom. My prayer for you is that you would not resist transformation and that you would not resist change, but you would put yourself on the altar and say, God, here I am, have your way in me. You see that? You look at my, you, you, you're aware, Father, of my marriage. You're aware of my relationship. I need your help. Reveal to me what needs to change because the only person I can change is myself, right? I can Wipe the poop off my pants. I, I've got control over that. I've got control over that. And you do too. Okay? And I know that you want to walk in freedom. But what is necessary 
is for you, for me, for us to embrace transformation. Amen? I invite you to close your eyes. I just want to lead you in prayer. If you're here for the first time, or you've been coming for a while, but Jesus is not personal. You heard the message. You're here maybe because of your wife or maybe because of your husband, but you're not engaged in a relationship with Jesus, and you know that you're not engaged. I just want to let you know that Father is here. Father God is here to love on you and to bring you in this place of freedom. You're not free inside, and you know. Jesus wants to free you. This is why he came. He came to free you. Don't resist. Don't harden your heart. Don't put a wall up. Say yes to Jesus. Mm. Maybe you're here this morning and your relationships are not the greatest. Maybe you have roadblocks here and there and it's not easy. But you don't realize that what is needed is a heart change, is a change of oil. It's God coming and doing a tune-up in your life. That he wants to come and free you, but what he wants to do first is transform you. Are you willing to see God transform you? Are you willing to see God put his fingers in you like the potter does to the clay? Hmm. We want to be free. We want to enter God's promises. We, we want to fulfill God's calling. But it's through transformation. Hmm. So I'll give you just a moment to have this dialogue with God. When it comes to your relationships, you know where you're at. Ask God to come and move in you, to give you the desire and the hunger and the thirst to experience transformation and change. If you haven't committed your life to Jesus, I invite you to do that now. To say, Jesus, I give you my life. I give you my life. I want freedom. Jesus, come and set me free. Father, I just pray for um, a move of your spirit this morning that breaks the bondages, breaks the lies, removes the wedge be between husband and wife, between father and son, mother and daughter. That you're the one that is able to melt this, Father, as we submit as we become the part of the solution. Father, we choose to let go of our unforgiveness and bitterness and so on. We bring it at your feet and we say, no more. I want to enter in the promised land. I want to enter in what you have in store. So I choose to be transformed. So I say yes to the, the refiner's fire. Yes, Lord, have your way in me. Thank you, Father, for the freedom that you have for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us on the GMC podcast. For more information about what's going on this week, check out gmchurch.ca. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful week.